Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Nerdgast on Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. And welcome back to the Nerdgas on Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Swag on Zero, and welcome to the Pop Culture Pow Wow. We are here for a great show today. We have the man with the plan. If you need him, yell Shazam, the co-host of the No Gimmicks, the co-host of the Nerdgas on Talk Podcast and the host of the No Gimmicks Needed Podcast, but was the host of last week for the podcast, Mr. A&E. Welcome back, Swag. Thank you. I, I, I finally sat down. Yeah, I'm sorry I had to, I had to hijack yes uh, last week, but uh, I, I got a lot of compliments on that show. So you guys want to have a good laugh? I recommend you go go back and check out that show, especially our Haverhurst and Christmas songs part. I can't wait for that, especially for the plans you have for the Christmas songs in the future. I'm excited. Oh, for songs! It. Oh, do you know you, you know how I am for Christmas? And by the way, are you going to join our Thanksgiving movie review? Oh sure, what what movie? Oh, we're we're gonna review which you know, uh, surprise everybody. We're gonna review the only Thanksgiving holiday movie they ever made, and that is Ease on Down, Ease on Down the Road. Wait, the, the I, Wiz, the Wiz, the Wiz. That's a Thanksgiving movie. Yes. Okay, now the Wiz we, takes. We okay, we listening. also got um. I know this is a bad example. Jack and Jill. You did not just say. That that is a that Thanksgiving movie. movie. That is a Thanksgiving movie. We got Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. That's better. Like start with it. Like, don't, <laughs> like I would never touch at no. Look, all, all I'm saying is, yeah, the Wiz. I, I'm not when, when I say Thanksgiving. I'm just saying, look, the movie takes place. It's on Thanksgiving. I did not it's catch that. So, what'd you say? I did not catch that in the movie. I, I know. It's all good, though. But now, uh, we need to talk about it. And besides, this is uh, Michael Jackson's first movie. So Now, is that a, a Thanksgiving movie in the same way Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie? Or is it really? Yes. A, okay. So. No, like, 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 it's like. Do they come back and you know have a have a big dinner and you know and do all that kind of stuff like that? No, which I think they probably should have. No, it just takes place on Thanksgiving. So, uh, in African American in the African American community, they always play the Wiz on Thanksgiving. Okay, so so it, it should be considered a Thanksgiving movie. No. Okay. I know you're going there with that. Yeah. And and you're not gonna get me. And Iron Man Three is not a Christmas movie, but it does have more Christmas themes in it. Like Iron Man Three is a Christmas movie, just just like as much as Lethal Weapon Two is. 
I don't remember you know, so. Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> it's been a long while. I don't remember Lethal Weapon 2. It's been a long while. You should, because it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was the same director. It was? Yes. As Iron Man 3? I, yeah, that's why we had the Christmas theme. That director usually puts Christmas themes in his movies. You don't make Christmas movies. You like Christmas themes. Yo, is he okay? What's his addiction? It's Christmas, man. It should be a Hallmark movie. <laughs> oh, well, we're not going to review any of them. <laughs> not the Christmas I Fell in Love and the Christmas I Fell in Love 2. The Christmas you know I saying? Fell in Love at a Farm. <laughs> or the Christmas Can I... they stop having, like, you know, first of all, I would just beg for the plot to change. Like, I, look, it's, it's one thing the Hallmark movies don't have no diversity at all. Mm hmm. About black people, I'm just talking about anybody. Yeah, but it's already bad that they don't even got no diversity in the plot. <laughs> Some multi-million dollar corporation, whether it's a man or woman, too much uh, caught up in work. Family wants to, family wants them to come back home. They got get caught up in work. They meet somebody to fall in love with them to bring them back home for the holidays. Tell me that's not the Hallmark movie. Yes, it is. Now, <laughs> every movie is the same way. I was talking to my coworker about this, and I was like, I wish I had that type of money, the uh, romantic comedy money. The money where it's like, oh, it's a Tuesday night. I'm, I just got off of work. Let's go to this bar for hours and hang out. And then <laughs> we get to know each other, get into an argument, you know, an argument where it's like, oh, man. And then be able to run to the airport, buy the last ticket for this specific plane, going to a specific city in a round trip, just to see if you can win her back. Ooh, and not see, get now, on the plane. Now That's money. Wanna, <laughs> no, that's not money. That's called lifetime. Hallmark got hit. Hallmark got that, but then he go lifetime. But we gonna bring someone diverse. I'm just like, no, y'all just doing something different with black people. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Oh, which, what? No, I'm thinking of TLC. They have Kyle Massey as Jadakus. Oh lord, no. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, but uh, so we are gonna be reviewing the Wiz. So if you want to join for you know for what I review, that'll be that'll be dope. Have you seen the Wiz? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that a couple times. Great movie. I like it better than the Wizard of Oz. A lot, a lot of color folks say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took us back. With yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, well, we got a lot of reviews today. We got the review of Demon Slayer Hindikami Chronicles. Um, Damn. That, that, now that now that's a title. Yeah, that's it's a game. All right. <laughs> we got the game of <laughs> Kina Bridge of Spirits. Uh, and we also got our Eternals review. But before that, let's talk about the Mo Mobius. How, how do you say his name? Mobius? Morbius? Morbius? It is Morbius? Yeah. Okay. I've been calling him. Okay. Because I keep on thinking Morpheus for some reason. Okay. That's Matrix. Yeah. That's the Matrix. Um, Now, it was my. I saw the trailer, uh, saw your reaction for it. Uh, make sure you check out the reaction on the uh, YouTube channel. Um, I don't know how to feel. I, I, 
I honestly don't because I'm I'm just confused. Well, I'm kind of scared, and I don't mean like because oh my god, it's a vampire. No, I'm just like uh, Jared Leto, man. I, I, it's <laughs> something. I, <laughs> Jared Leto. He's you know what? Something. It looks better than Venom. Yes, I'll say that. I'll say that much. I okay. It, it looks. It looks better than Venom, but. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying, it, it looks better than Venom, but mm-hmm. Morbius Living Vampire is not a a villain that I don't know needs a whole movie. Yeah. Um to me, this looks better than Venom, but not by much. I <laughs> I was I the trailer had me. I don't think anything Sony does you're gonna like by much. The trailer had me. And then I saw him flying in the subway, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I, no. <laughs> this just doesn't look good. <laughs> this just doesn't. I was with everything else. I was like, I like the whole bat sense where he has the sonar. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, everything else in the trailer. I was like, all right, yeah, this looks cool. Then they showed that part where he's flying in the subway. I was like, all right. And then he just turned to uh, a bootleg MJ from Thriller. And I was like, oh, c- c- all right, I I don't know about this. <laughs> and then it's just so much confused on, on what universe this takes place in. Uh, because the newspaper talked about Rhino and Black Cat. We see the murderer poster with the PS4 Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit on it. Yeah. And then we also see Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Right. And then out of nowhere, we get We Are Venom. I'm like, what are we doing here? What? Trying to capitalize on the money, on everything. They, they, they. Sony, Sony knows what they're doing, but they don't know what they're doing at the same time. <laughs> it's how can I explain? It's like, uh, <laughs> it, I, I, I can't even explain. Like, I have no analogy to explain what. Explain what how how Sony's hand, hand, hand yeah, and stuff. Right. Uh, like I guess because. After that post credit scene on, on Venom 2, spoiler, you know, we find out that, you know, this stuff is going to probably connect with the new Spider-Man's coming oh, out. I saw it's, it online. Was, the way. Yeah, I saw it online. I wasn't yeah. seeing that movie. <laughs> it, I know you wasn't. First of all, is the rumors true? Is, this, is that movie getting delayed? Um, Mobius or um, Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Not that I've heard, but we're overdue okay. for a trailer. It I, comes out <laughs> next month. I'm about to say, yeah, we. Uh, what's going on there, Marvel? Everybody got you shook. I, I think it's Sony. <laughs> look, look, anybody want to blame Sony? You know what I'm saying? I think it's Sony. I, I don't like. You're right. Everybody do want to blame Sony. <laughs> like they ain't doing nothing wrong on my end. But yeah, um, I was saying at least I'm coming to gaming. Oh yeah, from what I hear, well. Marvel's Avengers, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know about this film. You're, I, look, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to see it. It's fine. I I have made peace with the fact that I'll probably see it before you will. Mm-hmm. So I know you're not going to see it, but it, it, I I don't know. It just looks it, it it looks better than Venom to me. But I, I just don't know how to how it's all about the execution, right? 
I don't know, you know, who who the antagonist is going to be. The protagonist, like, 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 what, 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 where are they going with this whole thing? That's what I'm, I'm concerned about. Because, uh, like I said, I, I know about uh, Morpheus, uh, Mobius, whatever, the, the little vampire or stuff like that. But I don't know his comics and his history stuff like that. All I know is that he been there with Spider Man. Yeah, I don't know. I only know he'd been there with Spider Man. He'd been there with Blade. Yeah, that's the only ones I know. Um, it says, it says uh, we know that we don't have um, Mahershala Ali yet. You know, doing doing roundhouses. You know, we ain't ready for it yet. Yeah, someone has to see him do that. We we got to make sure he could roundhouse kick. You know, unless he was unless he was James Brown and punched somebody, then we know. <laughs> Then we can. Oh, it's not jokes, anybody. But yeah, um, well, I hope something happens clear with this movie. But uh-huh. uh, let's talk about a Marvel movie that is out currently, The Eternals. I was lucky enough to find time to see this movie, and I was actually shocked that I had time. So I'm gonna be giving you my spoiler-filled review on this movie. Um. We're going to talk about the good, the bad experience. Uh, oh, did I mess up your intro? No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the Eternals. Going into this movie, I have no idea who the Eternals are. I never read a comic about the Eternals. I, I'm glad somebody's being honest because I'm tired of everybody. Eternals going to be having like, bro, you ain't reading near uh, not a book uh, about the Eternals. I was like, bro, I you don't know where to go to find about the Eternals. I literally went to see this movie because of the Marvel logo. Be honest with yourself. That's the reason I saw this movie. Um, After watching this movie, I was like, man, these are some bottom of the barrel characters. <laughs> I was like, God, okay. Um, but let's talk about the movie. The Eternals are sentients that uh, practically are immortal. They were sent here by uh, sentinels of higher power to come to different planets. Sentinels or celestials? Celestials. Thank I'm you. I'm about to say, the <laughs> sentinels you. are X-Men, the X-Men and robots. Right. Uh, they're sent by celestials. Uh, to come to Earth and pretty much help when help is needed from the Deviants, which are the are creatures from the planet that the Eternals have to protect the Earth from. Uh, they are not allowed to interfere with human interactions because it will stunt their growth, pretty much. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. You don't want, uh, you don't want to. How can I put it? It's like. It's like you doing, uh, you ask your, uh, your son asks you for homework. You you don't want to give him the answer because it will mess up his learning process, but you want to guide him through it. That's kind of like how they were in this movie. Okay. Uh, throughout this movie, we do start to see like, um, conflict within themselves and like, uh, matter of fact, well, before that, let me go with the cast. I have IMDB up and I'm going to butcher most of their names. We have Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Icarus, Angeline, Angelina Julie as Thena, Samal Halleck, I, I always mess, mess up her name, as H. Sama, uh, no, first of all, <laughs> Sama Hayek. Sama Hayek, okay. As Ajak, Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman, 
Camille Najida uh, uh, Kumar, that's how I know him, uh, as Kingo, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Brian Tariq Henry or Paperboy as Phantos, Laura Ridloff as Makira, and Barry Conan as Durek. Oh, wait, and one more. Uh, Mondong Sayok, I think that's how you pronounce his name, as Gilgamesh. First of all, a huge cast. We have like 10 of these people. Now, uh, I do like how they kind of split them apart. Like, five of them were very, like, hands-on action-based, whereas the other five were more scientists and more, um, they were more background. Like, they don't hop into the fight. Okay. And I really enjoyed that. I like how they balanced the two, at least. Each of them has completely different powers. Uh, Cersei, she... Things that she touched, she could pretty much uh, distort the matter of it. So if she touches a rock, she can make turn that rock into water. Uh, Icarus, pretty much Superman. He could fly and has laser beams. Uh, Athena. Okay, see him in the trailer. Yeah, he was all over the trailer. Uh, Athena, she can make weapons. Uh, I guess like spiritual or weapons through her energy. I think that's how it's explained. Uh, Ajax, she could heal, from what I saw. She could heal, and she was pretty much the leader of them all. Uh, Kingo, he could take his energy and shoot them out of his hands. He could make, like, uh, like finger guns. He could just shoot them out. Or he does, like, a Kamehameha blast. Sprite, she could make clones. Or, uh, not clones, but holograms of images. Uh, Phantos, he was the smart... He was the, probably the smartest character in the uh, movie. He pretty much was an expert in technology. Uh, Makira was a speedster. Uh, Durek, he can control people's minds. And then we have Gilgamesh, who um, has energy around his fist, which makes him strong. Okay. Very cool powers. Very cool powers. Um, gosh, where was I? Now, start of the movie, we had them, you know, coming to Earth. Uh, fighting the deviants and stuff like that. Throughout the, as um, gosh, where am I going? Where where's my script? I, 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 I am I'm so. I am so sorry. <laughs> I have a script and it's all over the place. Uh, trying to get my mind right. So in the movie, um, we had them like come to Earth, pretty much serving their purpose of fighting off the deviants. Over time. Uh, they were at this one war. I forgot what war it was. And Durek, he's like upset. He's like, we can help these people, but all we could do is fight the deviants. We need to help these people. Ajax is like, no, we can't do that because the Celestials don't want us to. And he's like, why do we have to answer to them? If we can help somebody, we need to help them. So he goes off and just starts controlling everyone to stop the war that's happening and just goes off with them. And he just he and he just disappeared for years. This is when the group, the whole um, uh, Eternals, break up. We go oh into. Oh my god! Did it actually have a we had a breakup moment like the Beatles? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as like oh my god. It was like uh yeah that was coming. We saw that. <laughs> uh huh. Um, we get to the present day and we see Cersei. She's in the classroom. She's a teacher. Um, one of the teachers is her boyfriend and, you know, they have a great relationship going on. 
However, they get attacked by a deviant later on. Now, Cersei is along with, what's her name? Sprite. They're along with Sprite, and we see a deviant coming after them. Deviants are created uh, to feast on human beings. However, these deviant, this well, this one deviant was after them, and they were trying to figure out why because they didn't understand. Um, they they start fighting it, and then Icarus, the Superman guy, comes out of nowhere, laser beams them, and then they find out the deviant can heal themselves. All of them are confused because Deviance normally doesn't attack them. They only attack humans. And healing is not a property of the Deviant. They try to go to Ajax. When they see Ajax, Ajax is dead. So now... Yep. The Deviant killed Ajax and absorbed her healing power. Now the leadership of Cersei has and, been... And, 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 and uh, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Ajax is played by who? Angelina? Uh, no. Sa, sa, I'm going Hello? to put her, her name again. Uh, Sam- Sama Hayek? Yes. So, yes. Sama Hayek? Yes. Sama Hayek. I just, I just said the name. Yeah. Can you hear me? I, okay. Can you hear me? Hello? Continue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I, I wasn't sure if you could hear me. You sound like you couldn't hear me for a second. But yes, uh, Sama Halleck um, was Ajax. So, she died. And now the Deviant has uh, control of her healing powers. Now, all of them wants to get... They're all trying to get the band back together just so they could fight the Deviants. Um, I'll tell you this. An hour of the half of this movie was was getting the band back together. And when I tell you this movie was dragged on, it was long. This movie just felt so... I guess it's because I don't know these characters. But it just took forever for these characters to just get to where they gotta go. And for some action to happen. Because there was a lot of exploration. Uh, exploration. Uh, versus action, which I mean, of course, this is a new movie. You got to get this uh, exploration going. Um, I was gonna say, um, I feel like a lot of this movie could have been either chopped down or taken out. There was a sex scene in the movie that I feel like they they could have just taken that out. I was like, that, yeah. this, is, this is a good 10-ish minutes that you guys don't need. Damn, and, and, and a sex scene? Okay, well, well, it was like, built. it was like, they showed the love, they showed the sex, and then they showed, you know, it, it was just, yeah. Um, A lot of these characters acting was just flat. I felt like the one character that I really got interested in was Brian Tyree Henry's. He, yeah. uh, him, and, uh, I, I'm not, I'm a butcher his name again but the actor that plays uh kumar once they got oh, on the yes, sc- yes. I, I, I know you talk about yeah when they got on screen it started to light up a lot it really started to light up a lot um so they, they were like the relief of the movie and i was happy for that um what else was i'm trying to think of what else did i like in this movie um special effects very done very well special effects were done very well um and yeah 
that those are my goods of the movie. And well, I kind of added my cons within it. Now, I wanted to get that out of the way before I get into the rest of the movie where it's spoilers. So, All right. now this is the spoiler part. Alright. So, Ajax is now the new leader of the um, of the Eternals. And when you are the new leader, you gain the power to connect or talk to the Celestials. She finds out that everything they know is a lie. The reason why they are on Earth is to increase the population of humans and keep them safe. That way, because, well, because the energy of humans is being absorbed into the planet to create a celestial. And when the celestial is created, the whole planet gets destroyed. Well, the whole universe gets destroyed. So they're thinking to themselves, it's like, well, now we have to interfere because this this can't happen. Like they learn to love these people. They they're they've been all around these people. So as they're creating a plan on how to stop the Sentinel, uh, good old Icarus, the Superman character is like, nah, I knew about this plan all along and you guys are not going to stop it. So he's just like destroying. He's he's like, look, you guys are in my way. You better leave, because I will kill you if you so do. He, like, so he turned the Homelander. Yep, he certainly did. <laughs> he he was Homelander with such a one dimensional personality. Mm. He literally had two emotions throughout this whole film, and I I just didn't like his character at all. Um, so they had to fight him. Uh, as well uh, towards the end of um, trying to stop the planet from being destroyed and fighting him out of the way. What I like about this movie, well, another thing this movie does get right is speedsters. One thing I'm annoyed with when characters run fast is you got to stop the whole world and you just have them, you know, in real time running. This was just like you saw when you see um I think her name was Makari run it was just super fast everything was super fast and I loved that I personally think she was the MVP of the film now I thought they were going to have trouble fighting Icarus which they didn't they actually fought him very well uh Angeline Jolie had a great fight scene with him then Brian Tyree Henry he used a lot of technology to hold him down which I was actually impressed with I was very happy about that. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Kumar, he left. He was like, nope, I ain't dealing with this. Oh, damn. Uh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh really? Um, who else is in that fight? So, yeah. It was just all of them in the fight. Um, Cersei finally takes out the Celestial. And Icarus is like, yo, you, you actually did this. And she's like, yeah. These people are important to us. We learn to love them. We learn to care for them. We've been around them for so many years. Like, yes, this is our destiny, but we could change this. And we have the power to stop the Celestial. Icarus gets upset, flies to the sun, and dies. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) I was like, you deserved it. (laughs) Uh, Sprite was, uh, since she's the little girl in the... um, in the team she had a she was always jealous of Cersei 
because she was never allowed to age. Well, she can't age because she's immortal. But she wants to live a life where she could love uh, anyone she wants. She could uh, grow up and go to school and things like that and become immortal. Or become a mortal. And at the end, Cersei Grant uh, is gained the power of a celestial and grants that to her. Now, uh, after that, they all go in their separate ways. In this movie, I gotta say, three bangers in this movie. The ending and both of the post-credit scenes. Okay, so Com- I'll wait for the post-credits. P- completely fire. So, at the end of the movie, um, Cersei is walking with, um, what was this, uh, Kit Harrington. Uh He played Dane Whitman. Uh, well, yeah, he played Dane Whitman. I forget what this is. I think he was in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yes, he was in Game of Thrones. Um, so, he was uh, walking in the park with Cersei, and he's like, um, you know, trying to talk to her. He's like, so you could, you know... You have all these powers. She was like, yeah. He was like, all right, look. My family history is kind of dark. And I feel like I should tell you about that. And she's like, well, what's wrong with your family? Suddenly, the whole sky goes gray. Clouds all around form. And then the clouds disperse. And you just see a celestial in the sky. The celestial grabs Cersei all the way up to him. And then when we get there, we also see... um, uh, Kumar's character, Kingo, which was strange because he wasn't even in the fight. And then we also see Brian Tyree Henry's character, um, uh, Phantos. And then the Celestial looks at them and is like, you disobey my orders. I'm going to look through your whole lives and st- just to see if, um, just to see if humans deserve this at all. And he just takes them and goes, he just disappears. And that was the end of the movie. I was like, okay, that was wild. The first post credit scene. We have Makari. We have um, Makari, Angelina Jolie's character, which is Athena. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Durek, the mind control guy. They were on their ship uh, flying through uh, space. And they were supposed to be waiting for Cersei, uh, Phantos, and um, Kumar. I, I know his name is not Kumar. I'm just going to say keep saying Kumar. Um, they were waiting for them, and they were like, yo, we're, like, they said they were supposed to contact us. Like, what's going on? Like, we don't know. We <laughs> like Angelina Jolie was like, all right, we're going to go back and go get them. Then a portal, like a little like glitch portal comes out of nowhere. And you just see a character named Pip uh, comes out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, hey, guys, I just want to introduce you guys to someone. And they're looking at like, yo, who are you? Like, oh, I'm Pip. But my friend here, right here, Thanos' brother, Eros. I was shocked to see him, but I was more shocked to see the actor playing him is Harry Styles from One Direction. Harry Styles? Yeah, and Harry Styles been in a couple of movies. He was in uh, Dirt Kirk, uh, Dunkirk. He was in Love Simon. Uh, well, that's the only two movies I see him in. But I was actually shocked to see him on screen. Uh, I was in uh, downtown Philly, so you know it's nothing but uh, white women there, and you just heard screams all over. I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" 
I'm not gonna lie. I internally screamed. I was like, Harry? Really? But uh, yeah. <laughs> and that was the first post-credit scene. The second post-credit scene, we see um, Cersei's boyfriend, Kit Harrison, uh, who played Dane Whitman. He has a chest on the desk. And he's like, all right, I should grab it. I should grab it. No, I shouldn't touch it. I shouldn't do anything. Should I grab it? Uh, I don't know. He opens the chest and it's a sword. And I just thought, I was like, is this the Black Knight? He tries to go for the sword. The sword is calling to him. And then you hear a voice out of nowhere that says, you don't know what you're about to get into. He turns over to the corner and then it just cuts off. You don't get to see who said it. But. You kind of know. You know the voice. You want to know who it is? Yes. It is Marharshala Ali's voice. Ah, Blade. Yep. It is Marharshala's Ali voice. I got. Now, a lot of people aren't going to get that. <laughs> you got to know Mahershala Ali's voice <laughs> in order to. Yeah, but that those were the uh, credit scenes. Now, overall, this movie, how would I rate it? This, to me, is a hashtag give it a chance. Okay. If you are used to Marvel mo- movies, this is going to be a very different drift. It's going to... It's very different from the Marvel formula they usually take. It feels like... It almost feels like an Oscar bait, in a way. An Oscar bait super movie that didn't really make the cut. Um, I personally enjoyed it. I could understand the whole... um, Everyone's else reviews on it and why they think it's bad. Because it's very... It's a very slow film. It is a very slow film. But... I feel like this film was need, needed to be slow because of how many characters we had and where it wasn't like Endgame where we already knew these characters. We had to learn about each and every single one of them. And each and every single one of them had a great amount of screen time to get to know them a lot better. I mean, of course, Cersei and uh, Icarus had like the most screen time in this film, but uh, I feel like everyone had a great amount in this movie. Um, so yes, I'm gonna give it a hashtag, give it a chance for that. Visual effects, amazing. Excuse me. Visual effects, amazing. Um, acting, it depends on the character. Icarus, I hated his acting throughout the whole film. He was like super dry. Um, but I feel like he, he was that Superman character. So I guess it was, it, it was meant for him to be that dry. But yeah, um, hashtag, give it a chance. Is my rating for that movie? Okay, now it's not—it's not like the worst Marvel you've ever seen, correct? No, not 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 close. I mean, we we all know Thor: Dark World. We all seen Thor: Dark World, and uh, I remember I gave uh, Doctor Strange a C minus because I didn't really care for that film. But uh, looking at it now and looking at how Doctor Strange became more important. In the MCU, I give that movie a uh, hashtag. Give it a chance as well, which is a C. You, you so. are breaking up, man. Oh, I am. Uh, how about now? You sound better now. Okay. Um, I gave Doctor Strange a C minus when I first saw it, but now knowing Doctor Strange character a lot better, um, I give the movie a C as well. 
So to me, it's in the same it's in the same tier as uh, Doctor Strange. So if you like Doctor Strange or in Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like you'll really like this because it kind of falls in that line of the the space celestial uh, world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like I want to go out and see it, but it's it obviously like I said, it's not a movie that I got like. It has Marvel logo on it, correct? Yes, I got all that. Mm-hmm. But there, just me being a movie buff in general, there's more things that I I want to go out and see. Like me personally, I, I want to see King Richard over this. Uh yeah. So if this was yeah. in a movie theater with other movies that I was interested in, like I I would rather see King Richard, of course. I would rather see Dune, of course. But the, I only saw this because the timing was right. I like. Yeah, I was I was not really off, but I had a break between in between work, and it was like, all right, this the only movie that kind of lines up with the time. So, let me just see it. Oh yeah, uh, no, no, I I am not uh, taking from, from from checking it out because I'm glad you check it out because we got uh, content review. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, here, so. <laughs> right. right. that. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. Uh, like I said, me personally, I I would want to. Go check it out. I guess the, the, the last nerdgasm, God, that I gave was Dave Chappelle, The Closer. I didn't even see that. I thought it was really good. Because uh, I, I got to re-up my Netflix. I've been... I, I was waiting for a Cowboy Bebop to come out to do it. Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm about to check out The, the Heart of They Fall. So, the Heart of They Fall. Who is that? What movie is Black that? Black Western, bro. That's all okay. It's finally. I kept hearing about that, but I never knew when it was coming out. What was out? Okay, great. Because I do want to check that out. Um, oh, my experience. God, movie theaters are just so like 45 minutes of previews is too much. I we 15 minutes, maybe 20. But not no 45 minutes of trailers. I understand it's been a while people been in the movie theater and everyone like, you know, and all that. But come on now. Come on. Also, uh, in the theater, it was Dolby Digital or Dolby something uh-huh. where the screen colors were a lot more vibrant. And when something happens on screen, sometimes the chairs shake. I, I was completely thrown off. I never been to anything like that. Uh, but the experience was cool other than the previews. I just, and, and just people, I, I just didn't want to be around people. <laughs> I, I, I got spoiled with the at home stuff. But, but I feel you. That's what I'm saying. When, when things are coming out digital, I'm just like, I, I'm just going to deal with it here. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's just a better experience for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then it's also one of them theaters that where they bring the food out to you, and someone next to me ordered all this food, and it's just a waiter standing right in front of me. I'm like, yeah, this. I'm pretty sure this is important, but oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh. <laughs> but that was uh internals. So yeah, if you guys seen it, let me know what you think. Um. And I'm still going to be talking because I have two game reviews to give you as well. Uh, <laughs> let's start with. Sure. I know you're not. You're doing most of the listening. This is like, it's usually the other way around. But <laughs> let's get into Demon Slayer Hindu Kami Chronicles. 
Demon Slayer, the popular anime. Your microphone that, is breaking up, sir. It, it is again? What in the world? Look, now, I got to record all my end for proof. Okay. Because now you, you. you're clear to me. That's strange. All right. Your mic just don't like it. It's all good. Yeah, it probably. I don't know what's going on with my mic. I may need a new mic, which is great. Um, let's talk about Demon Slayer Hindu Kami Chronicles. The popular anime finally gets a video game, and not just any video game. And a video game by the creators of Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. Now, the last uh, time the creators of uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm made a game was Dragon Ball Kakarot, and that wasn't received well at all. People were tired of the Dragon Ball story, uh, the very one-dimensional fighting system, and everyone just wanted a Storm game again. And, of course, we already knew it wasn't going to be Naruto because that ended, and there was a lot of bets on what game is going to be, and then... They came out and said, yes, it is Demon Slayer, where we are now, Demon Slayer Hindu Kami Chronicles. Now, I'm going to talk about the good, the bad, the experience. The bad, nearly everything in this game is horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. I just talk like that. The story mode is so dry. It's, it's, oh my God. With Naruto Ultimate Story, it was more fun because you had a map and you just, you just really, you just got straight to the battles. You didn't have to do anything. This one, they tried to do an adventure mode, and it was just so... It was so trash. It was so trash. It felt linear. It felt like a PS3 game in the wrong ways. Ooh! I did... As if you can look on the channel, all I put up was the boss battles. Well, one, because the music is copyright, uh, copyright, and I didn't find that out until six hours into playing it. So I was like, oh, wow. I'm not redoing this story. I'm just putting the boss battles. <laughs> so, yeah, the story was just, oh, my God, God, awful. Two, gameplay is fun as long as you're not online. CyberConnect 2 still... I figured. Shit, I figured this, but... CyberConnect 2 still doesn't know what netcode is <laughs> in any shape or form. And that doesn't even make it... That's not even the worst thing. When you're playing online, there's a delay input when you press buttons. Like, you can press jump, and it won't jump until at least a second later. Mm. And it, and that's just the base online. Now, I did hear with the PlayStation 4 Edition, that delay input stays with it, even when the offline mode. Which is completely absurd. It's like that game. It, it feels like the game was broken uh, when it came out. Also, this game feels very empty. There's not much to do. If you do the story just to get all the characters, after that, you just have the online mode. Um, yeah, you pretty much have the online mode. I remember in Storm, they had when they had the verses, they had like survival, they had arcade, they had um tournament mode, all of that. This game does not have it. And I know a lot of tournaments are happening with this game, and a lot of people are asking for spectator mode, which I'm sure they're going to add eventually. But it this game is very bare bones with what it has so far. Uh, one thing I find absurd is that even after you beat the whole story, you still don't get all the stages. 
you have to do side missions to get all the stages in the game, which is oh wow yeah I'm like I'm I don't even want to go back to the story mode in this game. It's not fun whatsoever. Um, another thing that was very interesting is that uh, there were no demons in the game. Well, in the launch of the game, at least, all you had were the demon slayers. So it was very interesting to not put demons in the game at launch now uh because of an update there are free um they made demons free the first two uh demons playable for free and i'll get to that in a minute uh but yeah those are the bads of the game the good of the game um it brought the storm community back together that's all i can really say for the good uh <laughs> Um, gameplay is a lot more strategic than it was with Storm, so you can't just go in there and rush like you did with Naruto. You had to play it a little bit smarter, and char- a lot of characters feel very different from each other, which is also a plus. Um, one thing is crazy is certain punishments do not work for certain characters, which doesn't make sense, but I digress on that. Um... But yeah, that's that's pretty much the good and the bad. Now, the experience with it, I've had my online modes, and some games are horrendous, some aren't. Um, oh, God, I forgot about this. There's There was a point where games started to freeze online, and for some reason, CyberConnect 2 games have a disconnection uh, counter. So anytime you, like, rage quit, they have, like, a, like they'll let other players know like this is how many times you disconnected so if a if you're online and the game freezes it still counts against you really yeah there were on xbox i heard that while you're in the middle of a fight your whole account just signs out and then you get dinged for that so there's a lot of issues starting off in this game um however because it brought the storm community back together, there is a fun there it is fun. I do have fun playing the game uh when it works <laughs> when it works, it's fun, so yeah, um okay, the demons, so the demons are interesting now in the in the world of demons later um demons are like superior like super strong, they can heal and all that, so they try to implement that in this game. Originally, it's a 2v2 game. However, if you pick a demon, you're only, you're only can pick one character. Mm. Now, that character does have extra skills. That character um, where you could use your support in the fight. The character has additional skills that are um, used as supports as well. Um, if you, you have this certain mode called a surge where the demons get the heal as well. The only problem is they brought out the best two demons in this game. And the one I would say is the best is not that strong. It's the character you would think is should be overpowered, but he's not. It's like getting Akuma and he doesn't play that well. Ew. Okay, that, that's, okay yeah, that's the best way I could describe it. So, and, does this... Uh, I mean, hit you off. Yeah. So, does this play, does this play, play like Xenoverse? No, it play oh. it's 
So you you already know I used to play Storm. A lot. Controls are completely different. I had to relearn like <laughs> what to do in this game. Like when Naruto attack was like circle and all that. In this game, circles the dash, which threw me off right off the bat. Blocking is R1 instead of R2, so you can adjust the buttons to uh, what you like and all that. But it's definitely interesting. I will say it's it's a lot more competitive than Naruto was. You do have to play a lot smarter in this game versus um, Storm. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, I did, I do like the way they implemented the demons in this game, having them as single player characters on the 2v2 game and have given them a little bit extra buffs to balance the grounds. Um, but yeah, as a game as a whole, it's, it's like, yeah, (laughs) the only reason I'm playing it is because I'm, it's. You know, it's here. That's the only reason I'm playing it. Probably the only reason you're playing it because Sora's so damn broken in Smash Bros. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say he's broken. I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say he's broken, but <laughs> I just know that when, when when my son uses him, he irks my life. Oh God, I know how he plays too. I don't know yeah. if I want to play him. What yeah. I honestly, what I really want, I want to get this um, Nintendo Pass. So I could play Mario sixty four and Ocarina of Time. Well, I mean, you got you got to go look in the dumpster and pull your switch out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, oh, that's time for that. That that's funny. That <laughs> that, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Um, but yeah, it um, the characters are pretty balanced from what I see. Um, each character is very different and unique and very fun to play as. There's some characters where it's like, why are you in here? But they still are fun to play. So, yeah. Now, uh, as a rating, I'll give this... I'll give it a catch it at the barbershop if I'm being critical with it. This is 100% (laughs) non-biased. Anime fan with anime game, this is a catch it at a barbershop. There is so much work that needs to be done in this game. Where it's strange because the studio that knocked out Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm out the park on the first try. And then took Storm 2 and just leveled up each time. Well, I would say Generations and Revolutions were a step back. But from the Naruto Storm series, you saw the evolution of them stepping up. And it, you know, it shows that they stepped up. So, um... I'm guessing it's the money that they had because this is a different studio. This is uh, published by Antiplex instead of Bandai Namco. So it could uh, be that. Uh, excuse me. But, um, yeah, this game needs a lot more care, in my opinion. It needs a lot more. And hopefully by the second one, I'm pretty sure they're working on the second one. Hopefully by the second one, they get it right because this this just didn't do it. Uh, so yeah, that's uh my review of Demon Slayer, Whew. and then <laughs> the last review. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Before that, um, I know you talked about the Uncharted trailer. I got. I just gotta get your opinion because yeah. look, I'm sorry for calling people out, but I'm not. I didn't have 
any of the level of knowledge. And it, it was because first I started out talking about it like, oh my God, y'all see that last scene? That's definitely Uncharted 3. And they're like, what? I'm like, the most infamous scene from Uncharted 3 that they put square in the movie and y'all didn't recognize is oh, okay, fine. You know, fuck this. <laughs> That's how I feel. So now that you're back, I just want to get your thoughts. I know it's about two weeks old now, but I want to get your thoughts on the Uncharted trailer. Yeah, and do you think that they are doing what I fear they're doing is putting literally every game in here and like, okay, so what's the plot? Yeah, um, this doesn't look like Uncharted at all. It looks like a cool movie, but this does not look like Uncharted, which I had a feeling this was going to happen. They are colliding too many things together because I feel like they're just trying to get like the highlight reels of Uncharted and putting it into a movie. That's how I feel watching this trailer. It's like, okay, you took like I heard things about his brother in four. Now you got Chloe from two coming into the picture. Uh, which is this? This is supposed to be Uncharted One, and like it, it is a lot going on in this trailer, which I just don't see a solid ground to where this should be based off Uncharted, or this is this is it. It should be a standalone thing, in my opinion. I don't think this should be Uncharted at all. Uh, well, first of all, I, I was like, "Wow, I know you should go to go the route of young Sully and young Nathan Drake." Y- yeah, I, I can't. Well, That's I, you already started for people who have played it. You already know how I feel about Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> so it's just. I was like, he Sully. I'm just like, I, yeah. I was thinking like Tommy Lee Jones, but we're not going old Sully. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, he, the man that always looks mad at everything. <laughs> and what does Sully look like? He he didn't look like that. You, oh wait, no. What was that? You remember that Uncharted fan film? With uh, yes, I do. Yes, with, that with, with Foot, that was yep, great. Exactly. It's like it it's it reminds me of the whole Deadpool situation where Ryan Reynolds leaked out the um the highway thing, the yeah. highway scene, and then Fox was like, "All right, you guys, we'll make it." I feel like that fan film was put out and and Sony was like, all right, guys, we'll make it, but not like that. And it's like, <laughs> why? It's like, you... God. <laughs> you... Uh, I, It's, it's kind of like Mor- uh, Morbius. It's like, you see Sony walk in the right direction, but it's still the wrong way. Yeah, like, how did you... Come back, come back. Come right, back. it's... You guys went too far, and I, I'm i more disappointed in this trailer than anything because, again, it just doesn't feel like Uncharted. It looks like a cool action movie, but it does not feel like Uncharted. No, but see, see, my biggest problem is I was like, I see too many. First of all, I see too many of the, I can I can literally count the games that I see in this trailer. And yeah. Yeah. Why do I see Uncharted 4, 3, 2, 1, and Lost Legacy all in the same? I'm like, which one are they trying to do? Right. It feels like a highlight reel of the, like, this is the best of the Uncharted games. And it's like, I don't want that. I want a polished film. Like, give me something new. It's cool to have those, like, callbacks, but Uncharted was built on, like, being so cinematic. 
And now that you can make it cinematic, don't take what was cinematic in the games. Make exactly. something fresh. But yeah, that's uh, that's my two cents on the Uncharted film. Uh, look, Tom Holland's getting a check. Good for him. That's that's Sony's boy. You know, but I, I, you know what? Uh, I'm kind of tired of Tom Holland getting a check because that's when you get like Cherry. It's like stop giving Tom Holland checks, okay? Was Cherry like, bad? Make, yes. Oh. Make him earn it. Okay. <laughs> so Cherry was just like the. Saving Private Ryan that I did not care about. Like, I was like, I do not care about your war story. And that's not how it should be. Right. That is truly how it was. I was like, okay, Tom. It's, this is, video game films are, it's, I don't know. (laughs) It's like, you guys can get it right. So why don't y'all? It's, it's so confusing. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get your voice in here because I, I'm, <laughs> I've been talking for a while and my throat kind of hurts, so I needed a small little break. But let's get to this next game, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Um, also, you'll be seeing this on Level Up very soon. Um, hopefully before the end of this month. We'll see. Uh, but yes, Kena Bridge of Spirits is a PlayStation 5 exclusive game. Uh, Ooh. And it's made by a studio named Ember Lab. This is their very first game at that. So it's uh, it, the graphics are gorgeous. It's it's a very Pixar, DreamWorks type of um, type of uh, yeah, type of uh, visuals in here. Now, from what I know, the studio that worked on this, they worked on the Majora's Mask, uh, Zelda's Majora's Mask fan film. Which was uh, received very well. And I think Sony commissioned them to make a game. So here they are with their very first game. Now, the best thing about this game, this game feels extremely nostalgic in all the right ways. Um, remember when I said um, Demon Slayer felt like a PS3 game? Yes. But all in the wrong ways? Mm-hmm. This took everything great about a PS2 game and stuck it in here. The whole time I was playing this game, I just I it felt nostalgic and I can't really explain why. It felt like I was waking up on a Saturday morning and playing this. Um I'm do you remember Tech and the Power of Juju? I've heard. Okay. Okay. Okay, if you didn't play that then <laughs> it probably won't <laughs> get through, but this game was very nostalgic. It had the, um, it was open world, but the fighting style, the way you fight, felt very nostalgic. Um, also, the cutscenes, how it transitioned the cutscenes, it was like a hard transition, so it it didn't have that seamless feel, that that next gen feel. But mm-hmm. I felt like that was part of the charm of it. Um, cutscenes look, everything visually looked beautiful. Um. Gameplay-wise, this game was hard. It had no reason being as hard as it was. And I, for you? Yes, this game was hard. And I, I think I'm thinking this is like because the visuals are so cute. I'm just like, you know what? This, this is gonna be light. Let me. I'll put it on the next to highest difficulty. 
No, wait, no. Did I? I think I put it on the highest difficulty, and I was just like, bro, I there was no. It felt like there was no balance <laughs> at all, because it was this enemy that was flying. You have a bow and arrow. It's either you get the one shot them, or you, it takes like six of them to kill them. Mm. Um, with that being said, the the difficulty was great. Um, like it was hard, but I I felt like I grew to that. It didn't just throw it right in your face. Um, puzzles was pretty good. The puzzles was very good in this game. And again, it felt like an old... This this will probably be the closest thing to a Zelda game on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can explain it. This, this will probably be the best way to do it. Um, the story was about a girl named Kina. She was... Um, she's trying to go to... I think it's a... I forget what the mountain was called. But she was trying to go to the top of the mountain to meditate and clear the land of any evil spirits. Uh, as she's going up there, she runs into an old man. He's like, hey, if you can, just help these souls out, get to, like, pretty much get past the afterlife. And she's like, sure. As she's um discovering and uh, finding, or trying to find these souls and guide them over to the next life, she finds out how the whole world, well, not the whole world, but the whole village was, um, it became uh like toxic really so mm-hmm. she's uh fighting the toxic land as well trying to heal the village uh as well as get to the top of the mountain um very simple very simple story and um i thought it was it, it was it didn't break it wasn't groundbreaking and honestly there's nothing wrong with that i don't feel like every game needs that groundbreaking where it has to it has to be genre defining, which uh, this wasn't it, and it didn't need to be. Uh, throughout the story, you get to um, you get comp- like uh, you get these uh, little these little uh, minions. I guess they're called. They're called rots, which is the, a horrible name in my opinion. Um, they help you throughout the battle. Um, you can send them off to attack uh, certain villains. And if you send them all to attack certain villains, you could like shoot a bow and arrow at them, and the bow and arrow will like split into two and hit other people. You could use them to purify the land, so they're all around to help you as well. Uh, the story was very good. It taught a lot of. Um, it had a great theme about insecurities, and I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, that's. That's all the good. The bad. I would say after you beat the game, there's not much of the land to really explore. The world doesn't really feel alive. If that's the best. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. the world doesn't really feel alive after you uh, complete the game. I wish there was a mode where you could refight bosses because a lot of the bosses were very creative and very fun. And the difficult, again, difficult, very difficult. There was a great variety in villains in this game. Um, Super hard to parry in this game. Probably because I had it on the high difficulty. It was super hard to parry in this game. Um, But yeah, those are the bads. Uh, Again, my experience, I had... It was a difficult time playing the game. In fact, you could view the experience on the uh, 
Nerd Coalition Level Up channel where the each part will be up. I think I got 26 parts uh, of that game. Good Lord. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it was a great game, but it was a lot. And, oh, my God, it was this one part where I was stuck on this mission. And then I realized that that was a side mission and not a main mission to uh, continue the story. I was upset. Mm. I was up because I spent like an hour and a half on that trying to complete it just to find out. No, yeah, I didn't need to do that. That's great. Um, but yes, again, this is super nostalgic to the N64 GameCube era Zelda, a very PS2 uh, Jack uh, Attack on the Power Juju feeling game. Uh, I highly recommend this game. It's not super long. It's $40, so it's really cheap. But this this was a really good game. Uh, so far, it's my game of the year. So, yeah. Uh, oh, rating. I give it a... I don't want to say a complete nerdgasm, but it's not a damn near purpose. So, a B. I give it a B. We got to figure out a B. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That was Kena Bridge of Spirits. Uh, I'm not sure if you had a question about the game or anything. No, no, no. Not at all. Okay. Well, yeah, those are all the reviews. I don't think there's any other topics. Oh, but real quick, I do want to go over this. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about the Travis Scott concert. Yes, I heard. Okay, so... What's been going on at this concert? Because I heard people got hurt from it, but it wasn't no shooting. And so what happened? It was people being people. So um, okay, so were we in Middle America or where was it? Um, I think it takes place in Houston. Now I don't, I don't know the full story. I only saw like two videos where they were talking about it because I just kept hearing about it, and I was like, let me just, you know. I wasn't sure if this was, I was like, this will probably be on the turntables thing, but I do want to bring it up because, uh, unfortunately, eight people died, I think, and over 300 injured in this concert. Um, people were being, like, trampled over. People were, like, being crowd crushed. Is I think that's the term they use, where the crowd is so close together where you you can't breathe at all. And people were passing out, going into cardiac arrest and all that. And it was like the whole venue just didn't care. There was at one point where this one guy hops on stage to ask someone for help. And the guard and the people that were just working there just like, yo, you just got to get off. Just get off. The I saw this one video where they're carrying this girl that passed out. out. I'm not sure if this was one of the uh, people that... Um, Got injured, passed out, or died, but they're carrying their body like they're surf, they're crowd surfing their body, and Travis is just singing in auto tune, like in the background, just saying yeah, and it's the most creepy and eerie thing in the world. Um, throughout the concert, you saw videos of uh, people in the crowd yelling "Stop the concert!" trying to help people, and it's like no one heard anything. Now I don't know. I never like held a concert or anything. I'm not sure what you could see on stage, but I've been to concerts where the artist looks around and scopes the area 
and when they see someone that looks like they're about to pass out, they point them out real quick. Again, this was prop where I'm at is a smaller venue, so it's probably easier. Where he was, it was like a theme park type of area. So um, he did put out a statement saying he's working with the police and that this uh, concert for Saturday is canceled. But people feel like a lot of people feel like he's not taking enough responsibility for what happened because in the past he has, um, I guess, excite more like excite that violent culture where he um, kind of like what Limp Biscuit did at uh, at. Gosh, what was what was the concert? Um, you talking Woodstock '99? Yeah, Woodstock, Woodstock. Uh, so it's it's kind of it's kind of like what Limp Bizkit did, where he was just rallying people up. Uh, Travis Scott, from what I've seen, like videos of him, he's that type of person where, he, you know, he just riles people up. He one time he crowd surfed, someone stole his shoe, and he like like hits him tell people to jump him and they start listening to him and start beating up the person he he's like encouraging people to jump over gates if they want to see him and i heard i think last year they well not last year but the year before people ran over the gate and people got trampled over and died because of that too so it's it's definitely hard because I would say for a lot of the people, like, if this is their first concert, this is kind of traumatizing. Just to be a part of all of this and see this much. And seeing, I guess, people seeing Travis not really, I'm not saying he doesn't give a fuck, but it's appearing that way. It's already disheartening, you know. Yeah, that's the that's all the information I know about the whole thing. Yeah, like I said, I didn't get any more information about it. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to research research that myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, this is based on all the information I've got. Okay, um, this is based on the information I got. Uh, either way, uh, condolences to the families that lost whoever was at that concert, and praise out to the ones that are injured at the moment for a speedy recovery. Uh, yeah, it just sucks that this happened. Mm. But yeah, um, my condolences go out to all the families and stuff like that. I really thought it was a mass shooting, and I'm just like, oh no, yeah, it wasn't a mass shooting at all. It was just, it just irresponsibility for the guards and stuff there, Mm -hmm. pretty much. All right, but yeah, that is all I had for the pot. I'm not sure if you had another topic. No, actually, I don't. Okay, because I am getting congested out of nowhere. Uh, so yeah, let me wrap this up. Uh, where can we find you, guys? Uh, since I since I like the community tab, I will be posting a lot on there, and then hopefully, swag will just take what I do the community tab, put it on Instagram or on uh, Twitter. So that's what I will be doing, and then I plan on bringing back what if I'm gonna put up a poll to, to see how we're going, see how we're going to do it, and uh, you guys just find me right here on NC Studios, and you know the, their social medias are NC Place Number Two B. Gotcha, and you can catch me on Level Up, uh, finishing up Demon Slayer, 
after that, I think I got Demon Slayer stacked up until the week, well, the week before Spider-Man supposedly coming out to Marvel Avengers. And I, I unfortunately, I'm playing Marvel Avengers. <laughs> I um I did the Katie Bishop. I'm I'm hoping Black Panther is more fun. I'm trying to go through pain to get the pleasure. So yeah. that that's why I haven't done <laughs> Black Panther first. But uh also I think the story is in that order. I'm not sure, but I do wanna get through that so I could play Black Panther, then play Spider Man. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, check us out there. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channels and thank you for everyone that listened. Uh, shout out to Primetime and Q for last week. And yeah, we'll see you. Oh, wait, no, that's not the next level. We'll Q Flow take us out. <laughs>